Hi, I'm Kristen, and this is the Simple Handmade Everyday Podcast, where I talk about living a creative, intentional life. I like to chat about quilting, sometimes knitting, books, TV shows, movies, and a little bit about keeping a cozy, organized home. I've got my cup of tea in hand, so let's settle in for a chat. This is episode 46. Welcome. Welcome to the Coronavirus Chronicles. (laughs) Isn't life just so crazy right now? Oh my gosh. So we are in mid-April for people who are watching sometime in the future. And I'd again, you know, who knows if it's the middle, if it's the beginning. It's definitely not the end of the whole shelter-in-place situation. But life is just so crazy right now. I would like you to raise your hand right now if you are washing your groceries. Have you guys seen that video with the doctor with the tape down the middle of the table? We're totally doing that here. And I was on a Zoom call with... um, some of my high school friends the other night because we were supposed to get together we celebrate birthdays together and obviously that wasn't going to happen so we did a zoom call which was really fun and I felt about a half of the women on that call were doing the washing the grocery things and the other half were, were not um, no judgment either way but we we are doing it we've got a card table set up in the backyard we call that the dirty table we're saying these these phrases that I, I never thought we would say so there's five of us right so it's all hands on deck when someone comes home from the grocery store and um, we designate ourselves, <laughs> are you clean or are you dirty? So there's usually two clean people, three dirty people, and the dirty people can touch the <laughs> can touch the groceries. The clean people just take them in. Um, so we're just doing the thing where we wipe down um, everything with like, I finally got my hands on Lysol. I, I probably talked about that last time. Uh, some, some Lysol spray. I've never been so happy. I've never bought Lysol spray in my life. <laughs> I almost cried when I found it. You soak a paper towel and we just wipe down the outside of everything. We put it on the clean table and then people take it in. We take all the produce and and we dump it in the sink. And we and I know some people say don't do it, but we wash it with a little bit of soap in there. And um, which is actually really nice to have all clean uh, produce, although we kind of do wash it again. But uh, it's just um, it's it's a whole teamwork thing. And of all the things. <laughs> that I will be really happy for when this is over is the whole shopping thing. I will be glad. I, I just this whole um, washing the grocery things. I went to Costco and, you know, with the mask and I went during the middle of the day because I thought it would be, I'd heard it was less crowded than when you go right at the beginning and we didn't need anything like toilet paper, those, you know, high value items. And, um, so I had the mask and, you know, and I, and when I got home, I just stripped down and threw everything into the washing machine. But, um, at some point in the middle of the grocery shopping trip, I kind of felt like I was going to cry. It's like the whole thing felt very emotional. Like just life shouldn't have to be this hard. You know what I mean? And I didn't cry, but I just, I just felt like just so like, oh God, this, this whole thing is so, it's just awful, you know? So, um, anyways, so, um, we are basically, we've got five adult-sized people here, and I am so digging into the healthy eating thing because I'm just like, whatever we can do to build up the immune system so we're eating so many vegetables, which means we're doing these big grocery shops, mostly at Costco, so I'm buying things that I never thought I would do, like I'm buying the big thing of potatoes and the big thing of onions, 
And um, and then what's kind of nice is is I'm not even sure we're going to get through all that. So um, we've got some elderly neighbors next door. So I was able to give them some potatoes and onions, which is very nice because they always give us lemons. <laughs> so it was kind of nice to be able to do something for them. But, you know, every meal is a veggie and a salad plus whatever we're eating. And it's just it makes me feel good that I can kind of pump these veggies into my older kids who I honestly know would not be eating like that, you know, if, if left to their own devices. As a matter of fact, that whole thing has been um, just feeding these um, adult-sized people has been a challenge um, because we don't buy a lot of processed foods. I'm not going to say we don't buy any, but I'm buying even less now because I've kind of learned it's the first thing they go for. So I'm sure you know the situation where when, you know, kids and probably maybe your spouse or something looks in the refrigerator and it's full of food, but what it is, is it's full of ingredients and they just go, there's nothing to eat. So I'm really trying to um, figure out systems here to, um, to prep healthy food so that they'll eat it. So one day, um, I made a really big salad for myself for lunch, but I made a big one actually kind of thinking that um, I could use, you know, the rest of that salad for dinner that night. But since it was sitting on the counter, everybody ate salad for lunch. And that was a little bit of an eye opener <laughs> to me. I'm like, you know what, if you just make this food, they will, they will eat it. Um, so I'm trying to prep food, pre you know, I, I kind of learned this in the summer too, that if I had, you know, a couple cans of tuna all mixed up, you know, the, the boys would eat that. And, and, and I think that I've kind of trained my kids to eat protein. And, and the saying when they were little was produce and protein every time they were supposed to eat. But all they really remember, I feel like, is the protein. So I'm just really trying to push those fruits and vegetables. And it's just, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of prep work. And I feel like we, um, I used to basically go to Trader Joe's once a week for the weekly trip and it, you know, cost a pretty set amount of money. And I might run to the normal grocery store across the street once a week. Like on Thursday, we start running out of fruit and stuff like that. So I'd make a quick run. But now that we're supposed to be going to the grocery store less, there's parts of me that feels like we're going more. So it's, uh, it's crazy. But today, my husband went today. I'm getting ready for Easter. And um, I, well, I, I kind of panicked earlier this week. Easter snuck up on me. And I thought, you know, like my kids are older. So I, although I have always done Easter baskets, but I thought, oh, I don't have any Easter candy and I didn't really want to go to Target. So I know a lot of you are probably having your groceries delivered. We're not doing that. It's not as common here. Um, and, and, or maybe it is, or, and I'm just not doing it, but, and I will probably get to the pickup, just order online and pick up soon. Um, I just don't even think of it. So we just are kind of used to our system here, but it would be so much better because I do feel so like contaminated when I go out. But um, anyways, I decided to make an order from Target and do the drive up thing where they bring it to your car. So I'm telling you this as a public service that it all worked out really well, except for the fact that I picked pickup instead of drive up. And there and there's a difference. There's pickup means you have to go into the store and they've already shopped for you and it's in bags and it's already paid for and everything. Um, I don't know why anybody would want pickup over drive up. But when I pulled up the drive up and someone was delivering, I'm like, oh, how do I let you know I'm here? And then that's when we realized, oh, it's pickup. So um, so anyways, it worked out really well. And I think I will do that again in the future. So that whole target uh, thing worked out, worked out well. But I have to say that I feel like as a community, we're, we're kind of coming together on some things like, you know, I'm sharing groceries with neighbors. I have a friend who, whenever she goes to Trader Joe's, she asks what I need so I can get those little one-off things. <laughs> 
Like she brought me emergency dark chocolate last week because I don't try, I try not to eat a lot of sweets and I was out of dark chocolate. So that was like, thank you so much, Pam, for the, for the dark chocolate emergency. And, um, and then when I go to places like Costco, I see if she needs anything. And um, so she's been trying to get flour and we're running out of flour. There's none at any normal grocery store. So my husband went to Costco today just to get flour and he bought a 25, ba- 25 pound bag of flour. And which, which we have passed up a few times because that seemed crazy, right? So when he got home and I said, well, how much does 25 pounds of flour cost? $5.75. Like, I feel like that's almost what a five pound bag of flour costs, at least a, like a King Arthur brand or something. So crazy. So I, I was able to um, break that into five gallon Ziploc bags and gave her a couple and gave her some of my yeast. So like, just, you know, it's just kind of nice that whole, you know, being able to share kind of thing. And I think that's one thing that we're, we're taking out of this that's going to be hopefully you know, one of, uh, something that, that lasts, you know, these, these, these relationships that we are, um, you know, maybe we already have them, but we are deepening. And just like everybody else, we are learning to live in close quarters. We are on top of each other as five full-size people and just trying to, trying to figure out how to work and do school and everything in the same, and in the same places. So anyways, we're grateful. Everyone's healthy. Um, you know, that's all you can really ask for right now. And once again, thank you to Fat Quarter Shop for sponsoring the podcast. Fat Quarter Shop is a one-stop show for quilting fabrics and supplies for quilters around the world. They stock quilt shop quality fabrics, pre-cuts, quilt kits, patterns, notions, and even cross-stitch supplies. And let's be honest, mail-order quilting supplies is what we need right now, right? This month, they have Riley Blake Designs Confetti Solids for 20% off. They have tons of gorgeous colors and high-quality cotton. I'm sewing with some... Um, Riley Blake white solid right now and it's lovely. I'll put a link in the show notes. I feel like tea is figuring in an even more important part of my life right now with all staying at home. So today I'm drinking the Harney and Sons Tower of London. Um, It's lovely. It's one of my daughter's favorites. It's, It's kind of fun to have another tea lover in the house here. And it is a black tea. I looked at the uh, the can before I came up here and it's got um, fruity flavors and bergamot and I feel like there's a little uh, vanilla although I didn't see that on the on the label and I have a little splash of milk in it and it's absolutely lovely so let's talk quilting a little bit there is honestly so little to report on the quilting front I don't even know what to talk about I am dragging my feet on everything just because the routine is off um, honestly my space is off my dining room table which you know I have taken over as my sewing room the whole dining room as my sewing room is now my son who is doing online college it's his desk now over the summer we kind of shared as well um, but he was just kind of using it for gaming then but now he's doing he's got quite a heavy load of college classes and and then that's where he sits when he does his gaming too so it's just you know he doesn't love it when I'm there I don't really love to sew while he's trying to do something on the other side of the table um, because I feel like the sewing is noisy so I just honestly I just haven't except for making masks Um, But I have to say that I was chatting, uh, texting with uh, my friend Sarah Goer. You probably know her. She's a wonderful modern quilter and 
And she was like, what? You're not making quilts? <laughs> I'm like, you know what? You're right. I, What I need is a quilting project that is just the mindless chain piecing. And I've talked maybe the last two podcasts about doing my scrappy trip around the world. So I've got my jelly roll. Minky, my friend Minky gave me white fabric um, that I'm going to cut into two and a half inch strips. It's the, the Riley Blake um, white. And... Um, and those scrappy trips are really done, you know, by, by sewing long strips together. And it's exactly what I need right now. So I think I just need to have a, a little conversation with him about when I can um, kind of take that space and, and when he can, um, you know, be doing other things. So that's uh, hopefully next podcast. I would like to report that I have made some progress on a, on a new quilt. I've also got some other, you know, works in progress, but I just feel like I, I need, you know, maybe this should, could be my, my, uh, coronavirus quilt, <laughs> my quarantine quilt. Um, I don't know, but I just, I need some sewing like that. But the other thing that I've been doing is like you probably too. Are you making masks? Raise your hand if you're making masks. Last podcast, I was telling you that I just really wasn't feeling it. Obviously that was never going to last forever. So what happened is um, people, you know, it was recommended that we start wearing them at first just to the grocery store. I'm a little confused about whether we're supposed to be wearing them just when we go for a walk outside. So I walk twice a day outside and we're not wearing them then. None of us are. But, uh, you know, obviously when we go to the grocery store, which is kind of the only place we go. Um, But I was just I, I... one of the reasons I couldn't get into it is because there's just too much information about it. So I just settled on a tutorial that was recommended by Famori, who makes my, my great snips. Um, they said, this is a great tutorial. And it was this man, this kind of burly kind of biker dude. <laughs> and I think it was Talk Custom, I think was it. And so um, actually my daughter made it. So it was interesting because I was going to kind of show her how to do it. And then, you know, there was just like that dynamic of me wanting to take over. And I said, you know what? You're 22 years old. We set up my my baby lock on the desk in her room. And she just followed the tutorial and she didn't need me at all. And it came out beautiful. We started out using four layers of fabric because I had just read something that that was, you know, you know, more is better, right? Well, it turns out four layers of fabric is too many. It's, it's really hard to breathe through. Um, you can get really, gets really claustrophobic. So she made one and I made one on that model with the bias tape. And then I was like, you know what? And I, you know, I had to make the bias tape and I'm just like, okay, I'm not, I'm not digging this one anymore. So then I moved on to just the type that is, uh, you use a, just a, a rectangle, a fabric. So it, um, and I started using t-shirt ties where you just trim uh, cut an inch uh, sideways across an old t-shirt and pull it and it just becomes a tie and I started um, doing four ties on on a, um, a rectangle of fabric and then you turn it right side out and do the pleats and that's been my my go-to but the um, and I've, I've done a number of those but my favorite is the elastic and I did find, a, I just had just a small amount of that little rolled elastic, and I did two types there, the type that just goes around your ears, or the type that there's two that go around your head. And I think that what we really like are the pleated masks with the, the um, elastic that just goes around your ears. So I'm going to make some of those with the very limited amount of elastic we have in, for our family, um, and maybe just give away some of these other prototypes <laughs> that are not, uh, you know, the favorites. Um, but then last week, 
uh, Elizabeth from Just Want a Quilt contacted me and asked me to make a hand, how to make a mask with hand sewing, how to hand sew a mask. And so that was my project last Sunday. And if you're hand sewing, you definitely don't want the pleated masks because, I mean, sometimes people are struggling with their sewing machines across those pleats. It's just too many layers of fabric. So my friend Minky Kim has a wonderful kind of fitted um, face mask, the kind that has the, the seam down the middle, and it's way more contour to your face. And uh, someone has contacted me, you know, there's always somebody that says, they say we're not supposed to have a, uh, a seam down the middle. I I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to worry about that. But so I created this video on how to hand sew a mask. And to my great surprise, I thought, you know, couple hundred people will watch it and you know that'll be great I'm just I'm happy to do um, something for those people who don't have a sewing machine that video as of this morning had 33,000 views knock me over with a feather it's it links to Minky's um, pattern on her pattern site and she asked me to just put it on Google Docs because it was uh, the traffic in you know all her people that she's referencing the master were going there it was like really messing stuff up on her shop so now um you can just download it from google docs but i've got just the nicest um emails and comments and people this this guy in india tagged me um that he had um hand sewn him from a t-shirt and he I looked at his Instagram account and he does things with sequins. So he put these lips on the front with red sequins. So it's kind of hilarious looking. So anyways, I'm just, I'm just so thrilled that something that I did is helping people. So that's been kind of a, an interesting, unexpected thing. It's funny that I, I, you know, was like, ah, I don't want to make masks. And I still really, I don't enjoy doing it at all. Um, it's not the kind of sewing that I like to do. And, you know, I think a lot of us can relate to the fact that it just feels a little depressing. But I've had several families reach out to me um, asking for masks. And so I've, I've done those and mailed some off. And I'm going to, um, somebody else asked today, so I'll do another, another batch and some more for us. And then I'm done. I just feel like I just, uh, you know, I just, I need to move on. And everyone should probably have a mask by now. But uh, so anyways, that's the, that's the mask story. But once I knock out a nice strip piecing kind of quilt, um, I got the quick curve ruler for Christmas. And this is something that I've wanted for years um, because there's a particular quilt pattern called Chic Country, I think it's called. Um, so these, this ruler and these patterns are from this um, company called So Kind of Wonderful. They make beautiful patterns. And um, there are a lot of really cute uh quilting patterns for this kind of ruler that helps you make curves really, really easily. I haven't used it. It's still in the package. Um, but that is something that I'm definitely excited about. So if you've used that ruler, if you have any pattern suggestions, let me know because that is the next kind of um, thing that I really want to tackle. And of course, the hand piece quilt along is still going along. I just uploaded some videos on how to um, so partial seams, they do not have 33,000 views, <laughs> FYI. <laughs> but um, so the, the method for partial seams um, is the same for hand sewing or machine sewing. Uh, I would like to mention also that my friend Sarah Goer was the first person that ever taught me how to do partial seams when I met her in a, uh, in a class that I did with a guild. So um, this is such a great time for handwork. I, I should be doing more. I, I have a pair of socks that is uh, that are you know, 75% done. I just need to knock those out. But somehow by the time I sit down at night, I just feel so distracted that um, I'm just having a hard time settling into some of this stuff. 
but I know that it would settle my brain and it would be good for me. So let's talk a little bit about um, what you're watching and reading. Um, I am really enjoying um, my Acorn TV subscription, which apparently they're doing a 30 day for free right now, but that ship has sailed for me. I am um, finishing up Doc Martin, which such, I just, I love that show. Why is everything, every show that I love set in Cornwall? <laughs> I really need to get to Cornwall someday. It is just so, so lovely. Um, so if you've never watched that, the, the last three seasons, uh, I have no idea if the ninth season is the last or not. I'm on season eight right now, but so glad to get back to Doc Martin. And we finished Picard. Oh my gosh. If you are a Star Trek fan, and even if you're not, that was a fabulous story. Oh my gosh. So cannot recommend Picard and actually Discovery. Um, the last two of the, uh, you know, Star Trek franchises, both on CBS All Access, which you can get for free if you can endure the commercials. We are enduring the commercials. And I tell every time a commercial comes on, I say to my husband, we could pay $5 and not see these commercials, which we, I don't know why we're not doing that, but um, we will probably see our 30, 30 day uh free trial out and then we will just pay the five dollars and wish we'd done it all along because now we've moved on to madam secretary if you've listened to this for any length of time madam secretary is one of my all-time favorite tv shows and the current season is on cbs all access so we're getting caught up with that i think it's they're still making them i don't think we're to the end of the seasons it's one of those shows that at least historically has had a lot of episodes. Do you remember when ep TV shows used to be like 23 episodes or 26 episodes and a, and a short season was only 13? Like, we're lucky to get 13 <laughs> episodes for a show now. And if it's British, forget it. There's like six. You know? So, but Madam Secretary usually has, you know, like 20 episodes or something. So super... Super fun, does not uh, disappoint. Um, my daughter and I are, is um, we are watching Little Fires Everywhere, which is a book that I read last year. Last year, yeah, and it's on uh, Hulu. It's so it's kind of what in the day we might have called a mini series. So it's one of those Reese Witherspoon projects, and it's quite good. Totally enjoying that. It's very. Did I talk about this last time? I always think I should check my show notes to see if I've talked about it. But so sorry if this is a repeat, but. Um, it's, I feel like they should say that it is inspired by the book. There's a lot of differences with the book, but it's got Carrie Washington as um, Mia, and um, which in the book, they never say that Mia and her daughter are, um, are black, um, but it works so perfectly. And Carrie Washington is so different from her scandal character. So that is really fun to watch. She's amazing in that role. We, Reese Witherspoon is, of course... Um, great she's like pretty much the same character she is in big little lies <laughs> i feel like and i also feel that that um character is way has a much bigger presence in the tv show than it really does in the book but we're not finished with that but completely enjoying that and then as a family we're you know watching more movies um than we used to which is kind of fun i love movies i kind of almost forgotten how much i love movies so i talked about a bunch of them last podcast and this um since then, we watched The Social Network, which um, turns out is like 10 years old, but I had never seen it. I got to be honest with you. Every time I dig into Facebook, it just makes me want to get off of it, <laughs> but it just sort of seems impossible. Nobody does groups the way Facebook does groups, so for now, I'm, I'm there to stay. And last night, we watched Bombshell, and I got to say, um, it was it was a 
it was enjoyable. Like Charlize Theron as Megyn Kelly, it was amazing. Like she looks so much more like Megyn Kelly than she does like Charlize Theron. I just, I kept having to remind myself who she really was. So that was crazy. Um, I looked up what Gretchen Carlson looked like afterwards and Nicole Kidman looks absolutely nothing like that. So it's interesting. They went to such great lengths to make Charlize Theron look like, like Megyn Kelly. But I just have to say that both the social network and Bombshell just left me feeling kind of angry, you know, just angry at society. (laughs) So I enjoyed them. But yeah, I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that this kind of stuff goes on, you know. So, So anyway, so that was kind of interesting. For books, you know what I've been doing lately is I am digging into homemaking books. It just seems like this time, doesn't it feel kind of like wartime? And I feel like we should be like making, you know, coronavirus victory gardens. And it's just shopping for things is so, feels so perilous that it just feels like we should do what we can to, to, to be more self-sufficient. So I'm hoping that, that that's another thing that we take away from this um, situation is being a little bit more self-sufficient. So years ago, um, when I was very much in love with reading blogs and wanted to be this type of blogger, there's a woman named Rhonda Hetzel, I think is her name. Yeah. And she has a blog called Down to Earth. And she's in Australia. She's older now. I, I mean, I think she's maybe in her late 70s, not not 100% sure. But she um, lives on some land, a little bit of land in Australia. Her husband created this amazing garden. He doesn't do that. He's older than her and he doesn't do as much gardening anymore because he's something happened with his health. Uh, Like he has balance issues or something, but they had so much backyard production. It was very cool. But in a very, um, I want to say non-photogenic way. Do you see those, you know, those raised bed gardens and everything looks really perfect. This is like, this looks like just a normal person doing this. And she bakes bread and she knits and she sews and she's a writer. And she used to, you know, kind of be a go, 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 um, spend a lot of money, work a lot of hours kind of a um, person. And then um, slowed down, I don't even know, 15 plus years ago and really tried and stopped working and basically tried to replace a lot of her income by spending less. And so um, she's written three books now, and I actually just bought her most recent one this morning, um, even though I knew in my heart, I sort of knew, you've read her blog, you have her two other books, there's probably going to be nothing new, but I find this kind of stuff inspirational. And so she wrote the book Down to Earth, um, one called The Simple Life, and the one that I just downloaded um, today is called The the simple home. And I have them all as ebooks, even though they're quite lovely, it would be really nice to have printed versions of them. And she just really talks about um, kind of more the the mechanics and the mindset of, of slowing down and making things yourself and spending time in your home, doing the things that you might normally pay for. So anyways, um, I think this is a good time to to just kind of dig into homemaking as the 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 thing that we can do to be more self-sufficient and the more we're self-sufficient the more we can can be at home. So um I would like to uh, get out in our backyard and plant a garden. We've had not great success with gardens the last few years and it's been really disappointing. Um but I was 
thinking about ordering some seeds and, you know, why not even just try to, you know, since I'm, I don't even know, is someplace like Home Depot open where you could get tomato plants? I don't know. I'm thinking we should just start stuff from seeds. So, and now that we've got all the kids here, they would not like to hear this, but I would love for us to get out there 15 minutes a day in doing, doing the weeding and things like that. Um, we could just whip that backyard <laughs> in the shape in no time. So I do have lettuce seeds and lettuce is so easy to grow. So I think that's a goal tomorrow. I have kind of my garden set up a little bit like a square foot garden, if you if you know that method. And one of the four foot squares, I think I'm just going to dedicate to lettuce. And I have had success and I have actually harvested and used it. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to start with that. But this is the time I do think that uh, routines are going to save us. Let me say that again. Routines are going to save our sanity. I really, I think that's true. It's so easy to let things go right now. And I know because I'm doing it, I'm fighting doing it, but having a morning routine where you get up and get dressed and have breakfast and, you know, wipe down the bathrooms, put everything in the dishwasher, um, actually do your hair and maybe a little bit of makeup and sit down to do your work or whatever. And then, um, at the end of the day, you know, get the laundry through, whatever, though, whatever, however your routines work, that is what's just going to, that, that, um, that structure I think is, is going to be so useful. Um, and you know, I've worked from home for eight years. So working from home is not that big of a deal for me. What's a, what's a big deal is having so many people around, but I will say, and I'd be curious, I should put this on the Facebook group, which I have not been great about posting in the Facebook group. Um, so I'm sorry about that, but so I, I would love to know like what kind of things are, have changed for you. So I know that a lot of people who are not used to working from home are doing things like, you know, like wearing sweats all day or wearing pajamas all day. Like I can't get into that. So I do get dressed in my normal way, which is just usually a pair of jeans and kind of a nice t-shirt and a cardigan or something like that. So that's kind of the same, but makeup wise, I just put on mascara right now. I have very blonde eyelashes. And if I don't wear mascara, people usually ask me wh why I've been crying. <laughs> So I just put a mascara on and I'm totally letting my hair go curly. So I used to wear my hair curly. It's a lot less curly um, post chemo. It grew back. Sometimes people's hair grow back curly after chemo. For me, it grew back less curly. It's actually kind of a nice level of curl. Um, the reason I don't wear it curly is because I feel like it kind of always looks like a mess and that doesn't really work for me, but I'm going with it right now. Um, and so my hair is curly and it's, you know, obviously I'm not coloring it. And I've been thinking about going that kind of gray blonde um, color that's a little bit trendy right now, even with younger women. Um, and so this just might be the thing. By the time we're done with this, I'll have these, you know, gray roots as I might, I might just have that recolored in kind of a gray blonde way, which means I could color it less, I think. It's just that I'm a very golden blonde, a kind of a warm tone now and I think the whole gray blonde is a cooler tone and I'm really afraid of it making me look old to be honest with you um, my daughter has her hair is colored a a very beautiful um dark auburn we like to call it maroon <laughs> um and and she has kind of a, a dirty blonde hair and so that's been growing up for a while now and I'm thinking about trying the Madison Reed for her to, to see if we could do her roots at home so I'd be curious if any of you have any experience with with Madison Reed yeah, so that's sort of my books and my homemaking uh, segments all in one. I would still like to encourage you, if you've got a lot of people at home, get them involved in 
keeping the house up and doing the cleaning. So we've fallen into a routine here. We haven't fallen. I have <laughs> I have instituted a routine that on Saturdays, that's cleaning day, day. And everybody has a job. I do the bathrooms. Ben does the kitchen. Chloe does the dusting and the sweeping. Jonah does the vacuuming. I'm going to kick them all out this afternoon and mop the floor. And then it's all sort of set at once. So definitely um, get them involved. I'll be honest with you. Nobody's happy about it. <laughs> But I am happy when it's done. And I think we are all in, in better shape when it's done. So thanks for a couple of people who've left reviews. It's so funny on these names for reviews. I don't know if I should just spell them or try to pronounce them. Um, Tom O'Conci, T-O-M-O-K-O-N-C. Thank you for the lovely review. Very Jerry. Thank you very much. And here's another one. Dana Minusoni. Oh, maybe that is. Anyways, thank you, all three of you, for leaving absolutely um, lovely reviews. I very much appreciate it. Please um, rate, review the podcast if you feel so inclined. Share it with a friend if you think that they would benefit from it. And most of all, stay home, stay safe, and keep sewing. I'll see you next time. You can find me online at my blog, Simple Handmade Every Day, on Instagram as Kristen Esser, and please join the Simple Handmade Every Day private Facebook group so that we can keep the conversation going.